please enjoy our very first episode of TMI Podcast. One thing to note before listening to this podcast is the uh, whimpering, occasional bark, and uh, sounds of a a metal crate in the background are indeed a a small dog who is desperate to be involved in the podcast. Uh, He was doing just fine in there with some treats and some peanut butter. Um, but he would attempt to steal the mic if he was, uh, out and about during that podcast. Wolfie, would you like to fix it? Please enjoy TMI pod. Welcome to chaos. Welcome to, do you want to do like a batshit raccoon intro? Yeah. Okay. I do. So the, the reason why it's going to be so tough to record like a standard put together on time set of podcasts for the two of us is because we're batshit raccoons. Yes, which means exactly what it sounds like. We yeah. are just two little raccoons sitting in a dumpster trying to find a scrap of food. <laughs> this is our intro. This is our first episode. This is our introductory episode. So we've done like a little launch like a month ago. <laughs> uh, if you're still here, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stick it so- around. Big shout out to all the listeners out there. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. But, um, okay, here's the issue. All you people who are listening, you haven't given us any secrets. You've given us fuck all. So we can't do an episode about a secret if we don't have a secret to talk about. You've, a handful of you have, have submitted small things. I appreciate the effort. Not enough for an episode. Not enough. We need more. And also, we understand that we need to give a bit more context <laughs> of, of what this podcast is and why we want to do it. We're not... It's not... Is that trivial? It's not trivial. Yeah. So one of the things that I think we've both talked about in setting up this podcast is um, wanting to build community and like a narrative and a story. Can I quickly give him a bit of peanut butter? Sometimes I wish I was Wolfie and you could take care of me. (laughs) That's my secret. I wish I was a dog or a baby. Oh god, I wish I was a baby. I wish I was a baby so bad. I want to be taken care of. Yeah, I want to be a baby. I would very much like to be taken care of. Same. Same. I want no autonomy. (laughs) None whatsoever. (laughs) No boundaries. No No boundaries. I hate boundaries. I hate boundaries. (laughs) You can't ask people shit. I was asking the the person that I'm dating, I was like, (laughs) if I talk about you on this podcast, like what what can I talk about? And he was like, oh, like, I trust your judgment. I was like, don't. No. Anything that I think here is appropriate out here, but only if somebody asks me about it. Yes. I'm not gonna, I'm not no, gonna but this is why it out okay, there. This is why secrets are so important. And this is why I think both of us find it so fascinating and difficult yes. because we're like, we want to know everything about everybody all the fucking time. And we want everybody to know everything about us. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to say those things, like, without being prompted. Yeah, you can't just put those things out there without context. And so we want people to ask us. Yeah. And I think that's why we're like, tell us your secrets. Because Because I think everybody wants that. Everybody wants to be, like, other people to be interested in in you. Yeah, yeah, and to be known. Yeah. And, that's a... To be known. You want to share things and for people to know you, but you also want to know that they also want to know you. Want to know, exactly. So that actually is a beautiful segue into the start of kind of like outline of the purpose of this podcast. So we're we're looking for for secrets and and for people to share those things about them and we think secrets are so important. Secrets are like a starting point to understanding ourselves, Mm -hmm. to having like an inner conscience and like what differentiates us from other people. Mm -hmm. So thousands of white men with podcasts have asked the question, what makes us different from animals? And they all have terrible <laughs> answers to it. 
But tell us, Annalise. <laughs> tell us why. <laughs> One answer is that we that we have like an inner understanding of ourselves and a sense of individuality that makes us different. Right. So when you're a kid, you don't necessarily know that other people think different things than you totally. and it takes you until you're like what like seven yeah six or seven yeah. to to understand that people are different from you and that we're not all kind of like one one big thing or all having the same experience mm-hmm. and so having those secrets and having something just about yourself that somebody else doesn't know or somebody else doesn't know that you're thinking is important to feeling like you are an individual which then necessitates people needing to get to know you totally. and sharing those secrets. Because I think that a lot of it is like, I mean, we're obsessed with identity as fours and eight mm-hmm. fours. And I think that that's like, at least for me, like that's always what I come back to. It's like, how do I know who I am? How do I yeah. identify myself and then identify with someone else? Like in yeah. contrast, but also in similarities. Yeah. And I think secrets allow us to have the differences, but then also allow us to let somebody in for the possibility of getting similarities. I get to know myself the most as I'm like getting to know other Other people people or sharing myself with other people. I feel like since the end of the pandemic and just in this last year, I've had two new relationships (laughs) and like new friendships and like all of these things are are starting to build and I feel a lot of growth in just my understanding of myself and my understanding of the world because I'm going through this process with new people yeah. or with people in, in ways that I haven't before. Totally. Like, if you say something, like, I feel like part of what friendship, why friendship is so important is that then you can process those things. Like, yeah. if you're saying, like, oh, like, I realized this thing about myself, then I feel like, in turn, I'm like, oh, my God, like, either yeah. same or that's so different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, that's what creates a interesting conversation, but also, like, development both in a relationship yeah. and for yourself. Yeah, those same people where you're like, I, you know so much about me, I know what's different, I know what's the same, and then you say something and they question it, or they're like, really? Or like, yeah. do you really think <laughs> yeah. that way? Or like, do you really? And and that challenge too, and that friction also helps you go, oh, maybe, maybe. Like veering off in the wrong direction there, like, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and sort of Which is also so stressful too, though. Like, yeah. there's something also so stressful about like, having to synthesize and like be specific about like who you are in your words yeah i was talking (laughs) weird to Alyssa about this the other day and i'm terrified now of this concept and i've been thinking about it of like practiced vulnerability which i think that i do a bit where i'm like these are my vulnerable stories this is like what i show to people and to go deeper than that is actually really uncomfortable i think about this all the time like it's like the because i've been called i think people have always like people have always said to me like oh you're so vulnerable you're so good at vulnerability and I think I realized like as an adult that like no I'm just like I've uh become comfortable with talking about certain things that other people traditionally aren't yeah but that doesn't mean I'm good with vulnerability vulnerability is fucking hard yeah yeah the things I'm willing to share I'm so willing to share but I was grabbing coffee with somebody and they were like theater school what was it like to be asked to leave? Yeah. Do you ever want to act again? And things like that. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I don't talk about You're this. You're like, that's not a, yeah. You're like, that's not a, that's not even a discussion I have with myself. Yeah. And I was like, but then I tried to talk about it more. And I was like, oh, this is really hard to talk about. Yeah. I think, yeah. When I was a bit younger, I used to feel like, why can't everybody just like, just say what you're thinking? Just like talk about your stuff. Cause I have like this much, I'll talk about all of this stuff in yeah. my internal dialogue. People will talk about this much, but it's equally as hard for me to get down to here as it is for people to get there. Exactly. And I, I could have had a lot more empathy. I still feel like that. that. 
I still feel like that. Like, I recently have been sort of, like, in this conversation with Noah about, like, um, like morals and beliefs and stuff. And, like, I feel like I'm the kind of person that, like, just knows those things. Like, I'm just, like, inherently... Yes. I know what I believe. I know what I value. And I never have to do the work to think about it. It's just yeah. it's always there. And that's yeah. not necessarily true for other people. And that's weird for me. That is a beautiful segue <laughs> into the second step yeah. of, like, this podcast and this concept to move from secrets and the things that we're sharing with each other to gossip and, like, yeah. valuation and judgment and understanding what our values are totally. as a community. And that it's, it's easy to see how much the patriarchy affects everybody. everybody. That yes. when you're socialized as women, you're also socialized and taught how to, like, have these discussions. Like, we have discussions with our friends, deep discussions about, like, what we value and what we yeah. want and what these things are. And it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like what we do. Totally. And we know these things. And I think also as far as, like, I, we are just, like, I feel it and it's real. And we're too obsessed with it. And it's, yeah, yeah and I've just, that's what I've thought about since I was a child. <laughs> what, what is right and wrong and do I feel too guilty about everything? And what does it say about me? <laughs> what does it say about me? Am I secretly do a bad I person? Too guilty? <laughs> if you could sum up your personality in one word, what would it be? Guilty. guilty. <laughs> on, on, like, a one-to-one level, we have our own secrets and we share them with other people and we build those relationships. And then on a wider level, we gossip. It's not just sharing those secrets about, like, this person thinks this thing about this. Yeah. It's also talking about... Um, somebody that we mutually know is going through a hard time and they might need this kind of support or they might need this kind of support. Or this person did something and we kind of think that it's wrong, Wrong. but it's kind of this gray area. So do we stop talking to them or do we reach out and try to correct this? Or like what what do we do next? I think a lot of it is like processing. Like we Mm -hmm. need to have a space in which we can process other people's actions and feelings and like because it impacts us. Yeah. And I think that you're so right that, like, especially as people socialize as women, we're like, we have to do that for survival. Like, yeah. we we have to come together and talk about, like, the actions of... Like, and I think this is true for all minorities. Like, mm-hmm. you have to talk about the actions of the people yeah. who are oppressing you, right? Yeah. And that is a way to survive. Yeah. And we have to talk about it in spaces that aren't spaces controlled by yes. oppressors. Exactly. And, and so, which is too bad because then like young boys don't get taught this space how to do it right like you don't I don't know I think like I know that in family gatherings where I'm gonna find out about like how cousins are actually doing is with my aunts in the kitchen in the kitchen totally you know like where those things happen yeah and we've also with like a loss of third spaces like gathering spaces for community outside of work outside of school and like institutions holding us together yeah. a move away from from religious institutions which is good in so many ways mm-hmm. we also lose the kind of overarching what brings us together who are we as a group what is good what is bad who are we how do we act on it how do we take action and so i think that is kind of a, a hope for us as yeah. to what this podcast might be is is a place that we can have these discussions totally talk about what our questions are what um what we think is is right and wrong how do we act on these things how do we include people how do we call people in to talk about things how do we call people out yes and I think because we recognize that not everybody has a space to do that so this is kind of a creation of that space and like you might have people obviously that you talk to and can do this with but at the same time there might be something that is so TMI yeah for whatever reason that you need a place to let it out yeah and to have 
there be a discussion about it. Yeah. This is a way to participate in that. Yeah, and I think both of our personalities lend towards some of those tougher conversations. Totally. Like, we both have a lot of room for tension and difficulty. <laughs> but I think, like, I think it has to do with the fact that we're like, that's so much more real. Like, yes, yes. Like, it's, I mean, it goes back to the thing people always say about, like, I hate small talk. And I'm like, yeah, like, I don't always hate small talk, but I think that what people are really getting at is, like, what's really going on underneath the surface. Like, what is yeah. the, the TMI stuff? What is the thing that you're, like, not saying yeah because that is that's what matters yeah you know yeah yeah and i think we can start calling men into these conversations or having yeah having like a wider group of people be a part of these conversations and learn how to do these things and learn how to do these things on your own because also when it is minorities that are the ones having these conversations i just the the example i'm thinking of is churches Mm. and you have women talking about like what's right and what's wrong like in in the church basement and having these discussions and this gossip but usually the leaders of the church the mediators are men right and so you can have a discussion as women who might be unsafe Mm -hmm. in your community but then the the action and the change gets stopped when Mm -hmm. it is somebody who's not a part of that conversation who is like perpetuating that oppression are the mediators yeah and so it would be nice to and i wonder if other people have examples of communities where and spaces where the people that are having the conversation and having this kind of community building are also part of the mediation and the like right. almost like governance of a group yeah that's interesting yeah because it makes me think about like school like both being in theater yeah. school but also i'm back in school now and thinking about yeah when things have come up it's always like the students who are yeah quote-unquote gossiping are talking about issues and then the teachers who are just like completely on the outside yeah and it's like yeah like they have the power in the situation mm-hmm. but yet they're not let in on those discussions yeah and so therefore i guess there's no possibility for anything to like there's no allowance for the possibility that there could be change on their yeah. side but yeah one example of a of a community that i have in my life that i think kind of does that in a way is my parents have this cabin it's this restored fishing camp with like multiple cabins and everybody is like a shareholder so different families own cabins and everybody like eats in the lodge together and we cook together and it's a community and people go out there in the summer and when you go out there you put in a certain amount of labor into the camp and you are responsible for hosting or for cooking and all of these things and there's a lot of gossip Mm. and a lot of gossip that needs to happen yeah where my my mom is is a really good mediator it always surprised me because me and my sisters were at each other's throats constantly <laughs> and she was like, I'm too tired for this. You sort it out yourself. Because she did it so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. She says that she tried to teach us how to mediate, but I'm like, I don't remember it. You were just like, I don't know, just try hitting her back. I don't care. <laughs> she was tired. She was done. Because she did enough. a lot of it in other areas of her life. And something that stood out to me this summer is is we were talking about somebody that wanted to do a project um, and really wanted to do it their own way and they had really strong opinions and everybody else didn't really want to do it. Most of the people there are Mennonites, so everyone talks around the point. Nobody explicitly (laughs) says we can't do that. Yeah. And my mom was saying that, like, it's just as important. I was like, would it just be easier to have somebody that just says no or yes to Mm -hmm. all things? Mm -hmm. She was like, well, it's just as important that everybody feels heard. Yeah. Even if there's a lot of, like, uh, tension in that, it's messy and complicated and stressful. Like, that the relationships and maintaining the relationships between people are the important thing. It's the most important thing. We can yeah. have somebody saying yes and no, but if we don't have relationships, why are we here? And why it's are we so doing interesting. This? I mean, the, it's like, it makes me think about, like, capitalism and, mm-hmm. like, how, like, the that is, I think, like, at the heart of why it's so 
difficult and messed up is because yeah. we don't have that. We don't have a space for people to express themselves because it always comes back to like who's in control, yeah. what's the system, and how can you fit into it to survive. Yeah. But yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It sounds like uh, what you're explaining is kind of like a, a sort of commune in a yeah. way. Like yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. It's community living yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then I guess like a key part of building community. So you have like those secrets that are shared in kind of like one-on-one relationships mm-hmm. and you have gossip that's like slightly larger with people you're actually talking to. And then we have imagined communities, which is like a, a, a community large enough that you couldn't possibly know everybody, but mm. you like imagine to be Canadian is right. like an imagined community. We won't ever know everybody would like to be a Torontonian or whatever. But there is a narrative that holds those communities together. Right. And I don't think we don't have the same types of, of like religious institutions or other types of institutions that used to, to hold us together as, as an identity outside of like work yeah. or like nationalism. Well, and I think too, what has replaced that is like the digital world. Like yes, it is the yeah. internet. Yeah. But that doesn't satisfy yeah. anything. And it becomes <laughs> too big. It becomes too like big. Yeah. yeah kind so of a, a difference about this podcast is that you could go onto Reddit and look at people air their secrets and see what the valuation judgments are and like what people would do. Yeah. But that's far too large of a community. Like you can see what the vote is for not the asshole yeah, or yeah, yes or the about. asshole <laughs> but you also don't know who these people are or like what ties them together totally it's and what way, their yeah what their like uh, background is and, yeah like, where do they come from and what they believe and all that yeah. yeah it is way more meaningful to be like sitting in a group yeah. of friends and somebody goes no you're wrong yeah like, that's that's not an escapable thing that is okay so to be in this group of friends to be with these people yeah. means that these are the things that we believe in or this is who we are Mm -hmm. and I think we also kind of lose an understanding of especially in this world like I don't know I think I think even millennials or older millennials or gen x maybe didn't have those like as rigid of labels of like I'm Christian or I'm I don't know Republican or I'm Canadian like these these stronger labels I don't think our generation feels that as much I don't think younger millennials feels that that as much or you have like I'm a parent or I'm a mother I have these nuclear families Mm -hmm. and all of those things are kind of falling apart for us all at once who are we in this context of a world where where any life pattern that we saw in front of us doesn't really fit anymore and other communities have been through these these types of things before like feeling like it's the end of a world is like a new thing for like my like white european background yeah well i guess great grandparents leaving during the bolshevik revolution was probably they they were maybe a bit stressed but like i'm stressed (laughs) i'm stressed too because the economy Uh, (laughs) but yeah but they also had like we are mennonites leaving russia and like this is who we are and and this kind of sense of who we are and I feel like we've lost who we are and I think that that's why and like I'm someone who I think likes labels more than doesn't Mm -hmm. but I do think that's why we've kind of become obsessed with labels like obsessed with yes categorizing and all that stuff because it gives us a sense of identity and then we can turn to those communities yes and I don't think that's bad but I do think that the uh maybe the obsession with it or the like focus on it, it it it's kind of maybe looking at it in like the wrong way like maybe yeah. the focus shouldn't so much be on the labels but on the community yeah on like kind of a more complicated note is, is part of building community part of 
gossip and those types of things are also discussing the difficult and problematic like people and ideas within yeah. our own community and yeah. addressing it on a smaller scale and if we i don't know i don't know how to word this but maybe you can help me rephrase it mm-hmm. if we turn to to certain communities in a certain way like we are all like left leaning liberal you know like if we have really strict guidelines yeah. about what our valuation is we are more likely to exclude right and not address those conversations and a lot of us don't have time or like are too tired or like yeah. those conversations are dangerous or threatening mm-hmm. but the kind of like more i guess like kind of diverse that your group is like i expect the men that i am friends with mm-hmm. to address the shitty behavior of men in their lives totally and like that's not my responsibility that's you you know? Yeah. Um, and that if we like segregate those communities too much or like focus too much on that type of identity, I don't know what I'm trying no, to say. No, I totally know what you mean. I <laughs> I find this exact thing so difficult. Like yeah. there's a level to it. It's like we want to be able to say that like we're gonna listen to everybody's point of view and we wanna include everyone and we wanna expand our worldview and be able to give people like the opportunity to share how they feel and think about things. And at the same time, I think what you're trying to say is, like, there is also still a limit to that. Like, when it becomes harmful, that is where you sometimes, uh, speaking of boundaries, have to put up a boundary. Yeah. And that that line can be, if you hold too strongly to those boundaries or you you are unwilling to be flexible, then you're never going to hear the other side of something. Mm -hmm. And that's bad. And if you are too loose with those boundaries, then you're going to get hurt. And so there is a line. Yeah. Yeah. Where is it, I think, is a really hard question. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, thank you. It's it's like think global, act local for like identity <laughs> and community. Right. Where like we can't it is too daunting of a task to talk to like every homophobic person mm-hmm. and try to deal with that. Right. But right. there are people within your certain community that you're like they are by default a part of our community or yeah. they're like we're deciding if they are or not. Yeah. We're like on a one-to-one basis within a community mm-hmm. like as as a group that understands who we are and like what we value can choose to bring people into that fold and like yeah. embrace them and take care of them in yeah. a way that still creates a community that is safe yeah and yeah. like sometimes i think we take that safety a bit too far yes. where not everybody has to be vulnerable or putting themselves at risk but it's kind of talking about like white people have the responsibility to stand up to racism totally. because it is a safe thing for us to do yeah whereas like in your community you can be like well this person doesn't directly have to deal with this person yeah but here's the person that can mediate that. Yeah. And here's the person that can change. That. And that, I think, is the... Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's messy. It's, it's difficult. So and, and I think that so, to social media has totally, like, made all this so much trickier and so much more heightened in yeah. a way where you're, like, because the on social media, it's, like, people can say it's your responsibility to go find other people to take care of you. But then I think what we're trying to say is that you also need to facilitate what those communities are. Yes. And those have to exist outside of this yeah. social media internet. And they're not going to be easy. Like relationships and community are not easy. Yeah, I've I've heard a couple people like in the last year be like, oh, I don't want to gossip. Like that's yeah, bad. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to do that. I'm like, no, it actually is can be uncomfortable to have these conversations, but it's important. Totally. And it's important that we like. You maybe don't want to like judge and be negative and leave it at that. Yeah, but I it's agree. important that yeah. we have it, deal with it, talk about it, let it be uncomfortable, address it, yeah, and do something about it. And sometimes I think gossip also serves the purpose of like there is no solution, and that's okay. And that sometimes you actually need to get things off your chest or process something mm-hmm. that doesn't have an outcome. Yeah, yeah, and that also yeah. can be uncomfortable. 
yeah, I was talking to the person that I'm seeing <laughs> the other day. We need a code um, name. <laughs> yeah, we a have nickname. A, there's been no hard launch yet. Um, the person that I'm seeing was saying, like, it feels kind of like I'm dating all your friends, you know, like dating the group. And I was like, we, we were talking about gossip and like sharing information. And I was like, how do you feel knowing that we talk in depth? about these things <laughs> and he was like it kind of feels like a date in the whole group and i was yeah. like but you are yeah and i'm doing the same with your community yeah like if your friends don't like me i'm not gonna be like oh they don't like me fuck them right but i'm like well then there is something here where our communities are incompatible those are those are really important things and mm-hmm. if those are people whose opinions you respect and trust totally if they don't think i'm a good fit for you yeah I'm going to trust that. Yeah. And if my friends don't think that we're a good fit, I'm going to trust that. Yeah. And like, I think also with romantic relationships where like the nuclear family is like the center of a community. Mm-hmm. And so like that is private. Yeah. And that, like what is going on between those two people, whether they're a good fit or not, is private for them. Hmm. But I think we should weigh in way more on people's <laughs> romantic totally, relationships. Totally. If you trust your friends, <laughs> yeah. let them help you decide. And yeah. also, whoever they date is going to become a big part of your life. Yes. And why is that the only place where we don't do that? Like, we yeah. talk about our friends to our friends all the time. Yeah. And then we've decided that you can't talk about your relationship. It's like, why? Yeah. Why, yeah. It's why not, is that sacred? It's not a private thing. And yeah. it is, you are dating a whole community. That's what's yeah. happening. So yeah. yeah, we want to know. We want to know about the problems in your community. We want to be that community. And we want to facilitate a place to talk about it yeah ask us questions like also if you don't have anything particular to share mm-hmm. or you want to know like what we're willing okay. to share like we said yeah. our like performed <laughs> vulnerability is like pretty good pretty, pretty deep <laughs> we have a lot we're willing to share <laughs> if you ask us one thing that i was willing to share also on this an example of how we base our behaviors off of community so i you had told me once that noah didn't say i love you for eight oh, months yeah, yeah, yeah. when you told me that i thought you said noah didn't <laughs> say he loves you back for eight months <laughs> so, so different and like, so different so different <laughs> and i really respect your and noah's relationship and yeah. like it's one of the relationships in my life that i look up to and i'm like okay when i'm thinking about like what i want what's like the thing to do in relationships I look to you and Noah as like a set of examples that I have. That's so that's so scary to hear. So in my head, I was like, well, it can work out, <laughs> even if you say I love you way before somebody else does, before yeah. somebody's ready to say it. So I did that, knowing somebody wasn't gonna say it back, and yeah. I was like, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> Noah and Sienna did it. It's totally fine. <laughs> Hours after I did that, I went for dinner with you and our friends, and oh. you were like, no, you idiot. <laughs> I didn't say it either yeah. until he said it. Like, I didn't say it first. Um, and so then I spent the next, like, 24 hours spiraling. <laughs> but then you were that. able to talk about it. But I was, and I was able to talk about it, and I was like, oh, I... Saying I love you, or, like, those types of things, or, like, moving too fast or moving too slow, our perception of that is so dependent on our community. Yeah. And, like, what our friends think and what the people around us are doing. And yeah. I was like, whoa, I only felt chill about this. Because, because like, I had, thought I had an example of it being fine, and now I'm on my own here. Oh, I incredible. don't know what I'm doing. But then you also have a community. They can say, like, no, no, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I might also need to check with Noah if I say this, but... We 
we've been going through something right now and I think that a lot of my fears have been around like do I let other people in on it do Mm. I open up about it and I think a lot of that comes from this fear of judgment like it's yeah. always like I'm like are my friends and the people I care about gonna judge me judge my relationship or tell me I'm wrong or right like any of those sounds yeah. scary yeah because it's like ah, I think it's so much easier to just like hide it and let it be insular where I'm like no I do yeah. think the right thing to do is to talk about it but it's scary it's vulnerable on a very different level where it's like two people and also like how you are treating somebody else or engaging with somebody else yeah And I think there's also that added pressure of, like, you also want your friend's opinion of your partner to be good. Or, like, you don't want... You don't want one thing that you say to cloud their judgment of the person. Yeah, you're also trying to manage other people's perception of And I think, too, what gets really hard in terms of the gossip and secrets is... Um, and I think it's what we're talking about with diversity is that like I think it can be very easy to be like well they love me so of course they're gonna tell me I'm quote-unquote right or justified Mm. or whatever and I think sometimes that can become I don't know another reason why you either don't want to talk about it or you do but it doesn't feel good yeah and I'm not saying this is always true but I think it's true like if you if you have uh people with differing viewpoints then I think that you can get to a point where you can better understand your situation because you've you're yeah. getting more of an outside perspective. Yeah. And also, if you have people in your life who are also being vulnerable and opening up to you, then you can trust them and trust that what they're telling yes. you is true. The more people share hard things with you or yeah. share when they don't agree with you, exactly. but like in a respectful, I still love you way, Yeah. you can trust that so much more. So much more. Yeah. And I think also maybe having a bit of distance, like having like the people who are writing into us, like it being anonymous and yeah. then like we are not knowing who it is yeah. and everything, we can have distance so like you can trust that we're going to be honest because why would we lie yeah like there would be no reason for us to lie we'll we'll share what we think yeah Yeah. it's good to have like a really close-knit and like core group of people but sometimes the pressure on that to be your outlet for every question you have about your life and support you no matter what yeah and support you no matter what is is hard the same way that like just one romantic relationship can't be the your entire support system. Exactly. You need also a close group of people and you need like a wider community right. that you can go to for yeah, advice yeah. and you need like those those circles. And so hopefully we're like in this outer circle for people to come to and share yeah. things with. But we're not some strangers on the internet and that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. We're so good. Wow. Amazing. Incredible. Maybe we'd like at the end or the beginning of each episode, you and I disclose something as part of the <gasps> yeah, episode. I like that. We should also like have a, a question to leave off with. And yeah. we can, what is the thing that we kind of want to talk about next time? Yeah. And people can write in. And if they do, we, we will talk about it. Maybe our question can be like, what's an issue in your community? Like a very, like very directly an issue in your community that you want to share yeah. with us. What are you looking for? Like, do you, you wish that you had like a mediator for like, yeah. what is contentious? That's good. Between you and and someone else or like a wider community or like... What doesn't have an answer. Also, you yeah. said insular and I'm adding that to daddy's big word, to <laughs> daddy's fancy word list. <laughs> <laughs> What's on it so far? I think commiserate was one and I used that today. I used commiserate today and I was like, daddy's big word list. That's also what we're doing, commiserating. That's part we of We are commiserating, it. yeah. God, half of my notes are just halfway through poems. Same. There's this is one. The first line is just I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad. I've had a note in my phone 
that's the first line of a poem that just says birds on a wire and it's been in my phone for years and every time I'm like should I delete it or should I write the poem and then I just leave it I, I used to be or like think that all the half finished things in my life were like shameful and I'm like no there's they're just like I'm just collecting all these potential stories and projects and I actually have my whole life to right? finish any of these and what gets done has meaning to it yes like I'm I don't need to be a completionist and finish something just to finish it Ugh, what gets yeah. done gets done for a reason daddy's big words here we go we've got zeitgeist commiserate multifaceted <laughs> non sequitur yes and now we're putting insular <laughs> anyways if anybody wants the list of daddy's big words which is just anytime sienna uses a word that i'm impressed with <laughs> do you feel this way about sharing topics or sharing big words i need to be able to clearly articulate that i know what it meant oh, to yeah. use it whereas like other people throw around words and they're like oh, i'm pretty sure it means this and i'm like what kind of confidence do you have to be saying shit like that and i think i do that because someone's gonna question you oh i do do i do like make up facts like people will be like where does rain come from and i'll be like let me tell you <laughs> Let me explain that system to you, and it's just theories. Where I feel like I'm performing being academic when I'm not. Yeah. When I use certain when language. When you use certain, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, though, that I use very big words in my everyday life. Yeah, unless yeah. I know what that word means super yeah. well. Like, yeah. I found, I remember in high school, I read the book Indignation. It was a bad book. Didn't like it. Philip Roth, no thank you. But <laughs> I loved the word. I was obsessed with the word. And now I use that word all the time. Because I think it's such a good word. I feel indignant about a lot of things. I think that's oh, why. That's one of my biggest emotions, I same, think. Same. Well, what was the thing? Boars feel frustrated. That was like yeah. their dominant emotion. Yeah. If you if you want to know more about a personality type, you can read like Enneagram 4. And that might help you understand. We should post a story or something with the Enneagram like link to do the test. But they shouldn't do the test. They should just read it. Yeah, but most people, I feel like, need the launching off point of doing the test. Yeah, because then they'll, 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 like, disagree with the results, exactly. and then they go into it. Yeah. Do Sometimes the test. it takes yeah. years to figure out anymore. I was a six. Can you imagine? I fucking hate sixes. I'm kidding. I'm... <laughs> we love all the numbers. <laughs> I... That was a joke because mm. I'm... Say that louder. What's that? I'm in love with a sick. I'm in love with a sick. Thank you. That is a fun game, though. What number do you disagree with the most? I would, like, disagree with my dad a lot, who is a six, and my mom, but both both my parents a lot. Then I was also thinking today how, like, my dad, as a six, was, like, always, he's always very prepared. He's always, like, overthought things. And as a little kid, that made me feel really safe. Yeah. Like, I was like, we would go backcountry camping. Is there a bear around or stuff? And I just was never worried because I was like, my dad has thought through every detail. Right. And so I really, there's there's a sense of comfort in yeah. Essex. Like, which number do you disagree with the most? Ones, for sure. Like, hands yeah. down, no doubt in my mind. I meet a one. I hear anything one say. Not anything, obviously. Yeah. And there are, like, ones in my life that I, like, respect and love and care about. But yeah. There's just something about their thought process and the way that they go about things that I just, it's like foreign to me, which is crazy because fours go to one when they're healthy. And every time I think about that, I'm like, what are you talking about? Is it like ones go to, do ones go to four when they're unhealthy or they go Mm -hmm. somewhere else? Ones go to four when they're unhealthy. As someone who dated a two, 
twos go to four when they're healthy and fours go to two when they're unhealthy. So everything mm. I saw in that person, I was like, bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Everything they saw me was good, good, good. And then that created so much tension. We right? did go on an Enneagram tangent. This will happen. <laughs> we, can, we can have a, the, the like bonus episodes yeah. or the like Enneagram bit at the end when we inevitably end up talking about it. <laughs> That's it. That's our intro episode. Yeah. Welcome to CMI. Welcome to CMI.